Hello and welcome to the Oz Investing Podcast, the podcast for the everyday investor. Just a quick note before we begin today's podcast is that nothing in this podcast should be considered as personal financial advice. If you're ever in doubt about your financial situation, please reach out to a qualified financial advisor. With all that said and done, let's get into today's episode. Hello and welcome to the introduction episode of the Oz Investing Podcast. My name is Sam and with me is my buddy Jude. How are you, Jude? Doing well, Sam. How are you? Very good, mate. I'm very excited to be here recording after many weeks of planning. So seeing how this is the introduction episode, I thought I would start by explaining the reason why we started this podcast. So Jude, you and I met at work. We're workmates. And aside from talking about fantasy football and who got the highest score, we started talking about investing and the stock market. This became pretty frequent, so I thought eventually, why not make a podcast? Correct. And I think that's right, Sam. You know, so we thought like you could share our learnings and understandings through this podcast. Uh, there are a lot of folks out there who you like you and me are just starting off and, you know, who, who want to learn something about the stock market. So to share our experiences with everyone and learn from them, we thought, you know, let's just try and focus on investing in Australia and the stocks on the ASX. So, Sam, let me start by asking you, right? What do you wish to achieve mm-hmm. from investing? Yeah, so for me, I think it's about having more choices and more options later in life. I've been influenced a little bit by the five movement, but I would say my investing style is a little bit different. For those that don't know what FIRE stands for, it's financial independence, retire early. So I really like the financial independence part, not necessarily the retire early bit. So I may go down to three or four days eventually, but I'll probably still be working maybe in the same area that I'm in now, but I also have the freedom to try something new as well. So how about you, Jude? Uh, for me, Sam, it's it's more about building a nest egg for life in retirement. You know, retiring mm-hmm. early for me at this stage or, you know, at this point of, of time, it was not something I've really, it's crossed my mind, right? So mm-hmm. it may sound a bit strange, but, you know, work helps me maintain that balance when it comes to segregating times, time slots throughout the day. So it's like a structure that I need. So hence, retiring early, at least for now, is not an option. You know, however, just like everything in life, things change, priorities change. So you never know, this stance of mind could change in the future as well. Mm, I see. So let's talk just a little bit about our backgrounds and our investing journey so far. So we actually had this discussion during one of our work huddle um, periods, but let, let's go over it a bit more again. Perfect. Yeah, I think we, we really touched upon this during our work huddles, right? And I think that was really cool mm. because uh, it's something which we try and, you know, get away from the work throughout the week with our teams, right? Just talk about, you know, what what else is going on in life. But uh, just to, Mm. you know, to give you a bit of a background, uh, starting off with a personal background, uh, my wife and I moved to Melbourne from Mumbai in India in July 2019, right? And, Mm. um, you know, the fun fact in this was we actually did a holiday in in New Zealand and Australia in 2018. And I think we'd, we'd gone over to New Zealand to over to my cousin's place and, my friends over here in Australia told me that, you know what, hey, you, you're going to New Zealand, it's not too far away, just come to Australia as well. So we did this trip and, you know, post that trip, we we fell in love with Melbourne, so to speak. And we said, you know, hey, let's just let's just try applying and 
uh, seeing whether we can you, you got, make you it. You got yeah. sick of uh, seeing all the sheep in New Zealand, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, it's something which I can't comment on because my cousins are still there. So, you know, I, I need to go and visit them over the holidays. So I won't say yeah. anything bad about New Zealand. But, uh, you know, we, we fell in love with Melbourne, right? So we decided to move here. And uh, and we we did we did that in July 2019. Um, from a you know from a professional background perspective, we've got around 11 years of experience, predominantly in the IT services industry. Uh, started off in uh, software and development, and then graduated towards you know business consulting in mm. in IT. Right from a from an investing background, and I think that's where is what you know everyone's really interested in is you know I started off. Um, in when I, you know, started earning uh, the first very time, um, what used to happen was I didn't know much about the stock market then, right? It was, you know, you're just starting off and you don't read as much, right? So um, I, I took the advice from, you know, obviously the elders in terms of my parents and my relatives. And, you know, they said to start off with something called is a life insurance linked investment plan. Uh, it's predominantly was just hearsay. It was there was no you know due diligence done from my end. You know they told me to invest in this. I did I did so. As I graduated towards you know trying to hear more about it, uh, I started in mutual funds, which was a big thing back mm-hmm. in India. Um, but you know I've still to a certain extent not completely satisfied because you know what happens is you you kind of hear these things in in the you know from different sources, right? So there was no clear-cut developed plan and I think that's where I wanted to get more control in terms of what I'm trying to put in my money in right and uh, moving to Australia gave me that opportunity correct because it's it's a new market for me uh, and I start from scratch and the best way to really understand and learn something is to read and I think that's when it triggered this entire interest in you know finance and investing and uh, you know that's that's why you and I discuss this quite a lot because I mm. find it very interesting and yep. um yeah, that's 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 about me, Sam, in terms of my story, in terms of my personal background, my professional background, and you know how I started off with in the investment journey. Something mm-hmm. about you, Sam. What's what's your story like? Yeah, sure. So um, I came to Australia when I was very young. Um, I was born in China, um, but I was raised here, got educated here, um, started working out of university. Um, in 2010 so i studied at the university of technology sydney doing electrical engineering i moved later on to melbourne and i've been here now for five years Mm -hmm. so um yeah i've i very much um came to love melbourne and i don't see myself going back to sydney anytime soon um so so very much a big fan of the city um with investing i started out in property i purchased a investment property in 2017 and my idea at the time was to build a property portfolio so i thought this was the way that i was going to uh, build wealth so i got really stuck into it i attended property seminars i actually had subscriptions in property magazines and so forth as well. But then I thought it was a little bit naive not to understand anything about stocks because it was actually mentioned a couple of times um, in the property seminars that one of the things that you can do uh, was was also um, have a bit of a stock portfolio as well. So 
I started teaching myself and once I was confident it wasn't just a random casino, I started investing a little bit myself and now it forms very much a part of my long-term investing strategy. Oh, fantastic. But it's interesting to hear that in a property seminar, people were talking about shares, right? Because normally people have the either or outlook of things, right? They say, you know what, property mm. is better than share investing. So it is interesting mm. to see that, you know, you know, in that seminar, they were talking about having a portfolio, which also includes the stock market and shares, right? So that's, yeah, that's quite yeah, good. That's right. So if, if I have to ask you this question sam what would you say is your investing level at the present are you are you a beginner you're an intermediary you're an expert how would you classify uh, <laughs> definitely not an expert <laughs> i would probably say somewhere in between a beginner and an intermediate so i've been investing in the stock market now for about three years but mm -hmm. definitely still have a lot to learn still learning all the time um i'm, I'm still trying to um you know figure out um, the best way to do this. I've kind of um, decided now on a more long-term strategy, but always I'm, I'm learning new things, um, picking up new ideas as well. So yeah, um, well, what about you, Jude? Um, see, I, I think definitely in my case, uh, this is gonna be a new market, a new area for me, right? And I would definitely consider myself as a beginner. And uh, because of the fact is there's so much to learn about the Australian market and I've yet to you know, start off, although I had an investment type of portfolio in India, but, you know, it's a completely different game out here. Right. So uh, mm. definitely a big enough for me. Yeah. And so a lot of reading, a lot of, uh, you know, going through a lot of YouTube channels just to try to understand the market. So mm -hmm. what are your type of inspirations and what where do you do your reading from? Where do you get your sources from? Mm. Um, so I'll start with books and one of the best ones that I've read is Jim Ron's seven strategies for wealth and happiness. Mm -hmm. So Jim's actually a mentor for Tony Robbins and his book was published in 1985. So quite a long time ago, but I still think there are a lot of concepts that are relevant today. So things like setting goals, making them work for you, seeking knowledge, learning how to change personal development and how to control finances. I've also watched some old clips of Jim on YouTube and I really like the way he speaks and presents. There's a lot of other good books that I've read as well. Um, so those include Rich Dad, Poor Dad, The mm -hmm. Richest Man in Babylon, Think and Grow Rich. Uh, all these are classic beginner finance books. So very much focusing on mindset. There are ones that are practical as well and some of my recommendations would be The Barefoot Investor by Scott Pape, um, Invested by Daniel Town and Rule One by Phil Town. Um, I'm actually in the middle of reading his third book, Payback Time. So mm -hmm. yeah, halfway through that at the moment. And in terms of YouTube, I really like YouTube. I think it's a fantastic way to learn. I've watched a lot of Brandon's videos from the Aussie Wealth Creation, now called New Money, um, also from his mate Hamish Hodder. And I'm also following a new YouTuber at the moment, uh, which is David Quan. Um, I also listen to podcasts as well. So big fan of the Aussie Firebug. Um, and there's also another um, fire podcast right now called Fire and Chill that I'm listening into. And one that you recommended for me, uh, Equity Mates, I'm, I'm listening to that as well. So um, all, all um, 
very good resources, I think. And yeah, how about you, Jude? What what are some of the um, uh, resources that you get into? Yeah, so I think that there are quite a few overlaps there, Sam. I think because uh, those channels and those sources which you mentioned are quite informative. They give you a good idea about what's really going on in the finance world, right? And um, it also showcases in a way that, you know, our mindsets, right? We have more uh, investment, uh, investing mindsets rather than a trading mindset. So uh, it's it's that's that's why there's so many overlaps in terms of our resources, right? And uh, you know, just a couple of additions to what you've already mentioned on the above resources, correct? And I think the Barefoot Investor is, according to me, a must read if you're an Aussie and want to start putting together a personal finance plan. Uh, he goes into good detailed steps as to how you really you know strategize and put together your personal finances together, right? So uh, you mentioned about uh, invested in rule one, which I agree. Uh, the good reads and, you know, you just don't talk about, say, the mindset in investing, but also try to give you an approach as to how to select good companies. Uh, so I like those, that, that I like those two books as well. Um, uh, the only thing about those two books, which you mentioned, you know, the, the focus are, you, uh, you know, US-based companies. So although the concepts are universal, the books are, you know, are focused on the US market. Correct. So mm. something which is more closest to home uh, would be a book I completed recently called uh, Shapelicity by uh, Danielle Ecue. And I heard about her during one of the expert investor episodes of on the equity myths. Mm. And I just thought, you know, of giving the book a read because uh, it would be something uh, focused on the Australian market. Right. And um, some parallels which I could see in terms of the invested book by Daniel Town was, um, you know, it it goes into a level of understanding where, you know, if you're a beginner, you don't get too intimidated by it, right? It doesn't complicate things too much. But at the same time, her book is, you know, there's something for the experienced investor to, you know, there's something for the experienced investor to gain something from something, you know, just to refresh memories and some concepts. So it's also there for an experienced investor. Um, I, I thought of it as a well-rounded book because it talks about macro and micro levels. It tells you what to look out for an, in a company, what are the red flags in the company, the different investment vehicles out there, and also um, gives you certain sample portfolios which you can leverage for your own, right? So you can build on those uh, sample portfolios if you're just starting out and to try and get a feel into what type of portfolio suits you, correct? Mm. Um, you mentioned something about... Uh, you know, good content channels on YouTube. Yeah. Um, I would like to add something called as a channel, which is investing for the future, which is another addition to which it is like, you know, it's, it's Aussie focused and uh, the, the content creator there, uh, John Palmer, JP uh, talks about his experiences over the years in investing. So, you know, we mentioned about Brandon, we mentioned about Hamish and, you know, they're, 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 they're young investors getting in with, you know, good experience. But then there's the other end of the spectrum as well, who's like JP, who talks to it from, you know, his lifetime of experiences in the stock market. So it's it's a good mix to have, you know, in addition to those other channels which you mentioned. Yeah, definitely. Always good to get the perspective of someone that has been investing for a very long time. So that's awesome. So I think what we'll do now is we'll have a little bit of fun. Um, mm -hmm. We'll do um, some blitz questions just so that listeners can have a better idea on the kind of people that we are and what we like, what we don't like and so forth. So yep. 
we're just going to be asking each other um, some very simple questions. Um, most of them with two options. So, for example, McDonald's or Hungry Jacks. So things like that, so that people can get a better idea on who we are. So, are you ready for this, mate? Absolutely, absolutely. So yeah, it's going to be, it is going to be interesting uh, to hear mm. some of these responses. So yeah, go for it. <laughs> All right. Cool. 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 So I'll kick it off. Yep. So first one, Domino's or Pizza Hut? I'll go with Domino's. Um, especially love their cheese burst range. So Domino's mm. for me. <laughs> okay. All right. No worries. Um, I was going to have a follow-up to this as well. So this was whether or not you like pineapple on pizza or not. Yeah. So I think you're you're referring to the Hawaiian uh, Hawaiian. Uh, there's there's something called as the uh, you know there's a Hawaiian pizza or something of that sort, yeah, which has got yeah. the chicken and the, the pineapple. I like it. Uh, yeah. That's but that's a personal preference. But it okay. gives you that a uh, little bit of sweetness on yeah thingy but yeah. uh yeah. it's not for everyone because i know my yeah, wife definitely right. <laughs> definitely doesn't like it <laughs> uh, it's funny how this question is very polarizing <laughs> <laughs> i thought everyone just liked pineapple and pizzas until i found out later a whole bunch of people didn't so bizarre no 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 and i can i can tell you from personal experience definitely the case because i'm not allowed to order it because <laughs> my wife doesn't like it and the wife is always the boss right so <laughs> uh yeah 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 happy wife happy life mate correct correct <laughs> all right next one harry potter or lord of the rings that's mm, a tough one uh, because uh, I, I think i'll go with lord of the rings because i i kind of like that a bit more than Harry Potter. So I think I'll yep. go with Lord of the Rings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good choice, good choice. I, I, <laughs> I would have said Lord of the Rings as well. Um, I read the Harry Potter books before I saw the movies. So I was always, you know, a bit more of a fan um, of the books. But yeah, the movies were great as well. But I still think in terms of between the two, I would say Lord of the Rings. Um, so we're on the same page there. No, but um, but but that's an interesting yep. point point you raised, yeah. Because I think a lot of my friends as well, uh, they mentioned mm. about it that you know because they've read the book for Harry Potter. Yep. Uh, they didn't, you know, although the movies were good and great, uh, they didn't really feel that the movies really captured the different elements of the book. Whereas yeah, someone book, like me, if I've movies, seen yeah. it on on the screen directly. I didn't read those books, right? So I found ah, the movie good right. anyway, right? So <laughs> ah, right. I see. I see. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Don't know if it's worth reading now. Now that you've seen the movies, but <laughs> no, no. I, I definitely will not uh, not <laughs> reading those books, please. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, next one: Marvel or DC? Uh, I think Marvel, um, especially again because of the way they capture it in their movies as opposed to DC. I think DC has yeah. got a couple of disasters. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I think the storytelling is a bit more, it's a bit better in Marvel as opposed to DC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, How about I, you? I, I agree with that. Um, definitely the Marvel movies are better. I do like DC though because I'm a big Batman and Superman fan. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah like i'm still a little bit more um directed towards dc but i can't deny that the marvel movies were fantastic so yeah um i probably like both of them but yeah <laughs> i i like growing up i i think i was um more into 
the DC stuff, um, Batman, Superman. It's just, yeah. I hope later on they do get some decent um, movies going on. But a couple of the TV series um, have been good for DC. I think I think maybe that's their strength and maybe that's really where they should focus on. <laughs> Correct. I think they need to just translate those, uh, you know, the television programs to try to make it, you know, the the feature films, right? Because yeah, that's it. Yeah, the, the fair far better in terms of the series versus, yeah. you know, a motion picture, right? So, yep, 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 yep. Cool. And then the last one is mm-hmm. a... This is a pandemic question. <laughs> <laughs> Don't make it all gloomy, Sam. Uh, all no, 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 but this, this is just a bit of fun. So two choices. Which would you rather have? Mm-hmm. Leave your five-kilometer radius or be mm-hmm. able to get a haircut from a hairdresser? Hmm, that's interesting. I think I'll go with the five-kilometer radius, man. <laughs> I need to go and meet people, yeah. <laughs> I think sometimes it becomes a little bit challenging within, you know, five kilometers. It's difficult to meet, you know, friends and family who are beyond that particular point, right? Uh, haircut, you can still, you can still say that you're experimenting with a new look. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> uh, but it's better to just go out and you know meet people, right? So for me, um, five kilometer radius. Mm. Mm. Cool, cool, cool. Awesome, awesome. All right. All right. So it's my turn now, Sam. Yep. All right. So let's let's start off with the first one. Keeping in mind, uh, you know what we have right now, right? The restrictions and all of that stuff. But I think when (laughs) things open up, yeah. um, Would you prefer the gym or the or a jog or a hike? Which do you prefer? Uh, I think jog or a hike for sure. Um, (laughs) Like I still go jogging right now. But it would be awesome just to go out on a hike, uh, where it be Gorge or Cathedral Ranges or something like that. It would be really awesome to kind of, um, yeah, get out into nature a little bit more. Yeah, that's that's cool. For me, I think it's completely opposite. You know, I've, I've got the opportunity and I think we've at our workplaces as well, right? Mm-hmm. We've been trying to put together, uh, I think, there's, uh, the, the number of steps, I think, through the app. We've been trying to oh, yeah, with yeah, each other, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, I yeah. just can't get myself to, you know, go for those long walks and all that stuff. For me, it's like I'm just waiting for the gym to open. So at least, you know, that's that's a source for me to go and at least have some exercise uh, yeah. through the gym, yeah. but yeah, uh, okay. not through the walks. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so the so the next one, Sam, I think you've already touched upon this in, you know, when we spoke a bit earlier, but um, let's go into a little bit more detail, right? Melbourne or Sydney? Oh, okay. Um, Melbourne, Melbourne now. So, um, yeah, I just like the way of life here. Um, it's a little bit more easygoing. Um, very good cafes, very good restaurants. Also, where I'm living right now, um, I think it's a little bit more affordable compared to Sydney. Like, I'm not too far away from the city, um, and I've got access to running paths, bike trails. I don't think I could quite get that if I was living in Sydney. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's why I think there's um, more advantages being here. Obviously, we've had a little bit of bad luck with, with what's going on. Um, but uh, yeah, overall, I still, I still prefer Melbourne. I was about to ask you that. I'm saying, are you still sure? Because uh, I think Sydney, you would have been able to go for, you know, uh, you had lesser restrictions there. But yes. I think you already answered that. Yep. <laughs> okay, next one. Next one. A, uh, what would you prefer, a house or an apartment? Hmm. Uh, it kind of depends 
like as in long term or yeah no or, i think when like if, right now it's or? a long it's it's a long term like say for okay. example you were uh, you plan to buy a property and you wanted to stay in the property would you prefer okay. a house or would you prefer an apartment oh it's actually more difficult than i thought because like <laughs> ideally if it's a very big apartment i would actually mm -hmm. prefer that so say so say for example a three-bedroom apartment very spacious um great balcony all that Mm -hmm. I, I think I would actually go apartment, but say, say it's a house with not much of a garden, um, mm -hmm. not much of a front lawn or a backyard. I wouldn't mind a house as well. It's just the, the only disadvantage is for me personally with a house is I, I don't like the amount of maintenance that needs to go on, <laughs> um, especially with the garden. Right. So that's that's what I personally don't, don't quite like. A lot of other people may, may enjoy doing it in, you know, growing plants veggie patches and all the rest of it but for me it's, yeah I, I rather just um you know have have a less um have less maintenance to do so it's really it's really hard to choose but all right if i had to go one i i, I might actually go apartment um just yeah the kind of apartment i described very spacious very large balcony uh, mm -hmm. i i think i would actually prefer that to be honest no oh, it's that's interesting interesting because especially with you know that that coming in from you know how how the Aussie mindset is to buy a buy a house rather than an apartment. So that's that's an interesting take. Yeah. Uh, that's a good one, Sam. So the last question from my side, right? And I thought the last question would give you more options, just not stick to two. Mm. So if you have to choose, which one is the better league, Serie A, Premier League, La Liga, or Bundesliga? Okay. <laughs> I don't watch too much of leagues other than the EPL, though. That that's the that's the thing. So I watch highlights of Serie A and um, Bundesliga and all that. But mm -hmm. it'll only just be some of the big teams. Like you know, every now and then I might watch um, some Milan highlights or some Bayern Munich highlights, um, things like that. But it's mainly the EPL that I follow. So yeah, and my favorite team, as you know, Liverpool. Um, yeah, that's that's who I'm going to be following most of the time. So yeah, out of all those things, I'll, I'll, I'll probably just go EPL. Okay, I think yeah, I think from the that particular lot, I think EPL is an exciting league. Uh, yeah. Not to say the others are not, but I think the ones which is most followed is, you know, the Premier League. Yeah. And uh, yeah, Liverpool's doing all right. I think not not too bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've actually signed players now, so I think I think we're going to have a really good competition now. So I don't think Manchester City are going to run away with it anymore. Yeah, I, I thought you were going to mention something about United giving you guys a tough fight, but I think <laughs> you're not even in the conversation there. <laughs> Just, just get into the top four, mate. That, that's what you got to focus on. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Yeah. The season, some it doesn't. It's not looking too promising, but let's let's see. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Still. All right, all right. I think those are, those are the questions for me, Sam. Yep. Cool. Awesome. So I think that was that was quite fun. Um, and I hope some people um, found that interesting as well. This concludes the introduction episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Please check out our website, oz-investing.com, spelled O-Z, and consider joining our email list. 
We'll also be sending out an easy to use checklist on what to look out for when investing in the stock market. Also check us out on Facebook and Instagram. There are links to our social pages on our website. And if you'd like to contact us, please do so. Send us an email at ozinvesting2020 at gmail.com or through the contact section of our website. So with all that said and done, I hope you enjoy the rest of your day and we'll catch you in the next episode. See you later.